hey, we believe strongly in gospel-centered churches, and we are really looking forward to God planting churches in different areas. And so here is a message from our friends at Cultivate. The gospel is the hope of the world, and the world needs more gospel-centered churches. That's why Cultivate by CGN exists. I'm Clay Worrell, Executive Director of CGN, and I'm here with my friend, Pastor Nick Cady. We want to take a moment to let you know about the Cultivate Church Planter Training Program. Cultivate has created the infrastructure to support the planting of 1,000 new churches in the next decades, starting in 2023. We follow in the footsteps of renowned church planters in the Calvary Chapel movement, embracing and adopting their rich heritage of church planting in order to transmit our values, theology, and philosophy of ministry to this generation and for those to come. You know, as church planters ourselves, we understand that planting a church is not an easy task, but we believe it's an essential one. That's why we've created a range of resources to help you and your team prepare for the journey ahead. Our resources are personal, practical, and pastoral. Our program is from six to 24 months and is designed to equip you to lead a gospel-centered community wherever God has called you around the world. We also have a global team of mentors and coaches with thousands of hours of experience planting and pastoring churches, and they're ready to support you in the training phase, the launch phase, and in the post-launch phase of planting a church. With our guidance and support, you can feel confident in your ability to engage the world for Christ. Are you ready to answer the call of church planting? Together we can make a difference and bring the hope of the gospel to communities around the world. If you're ready to take the next steps and learn more about our church planting program, we invite you to visit our website at cultivatechurchplanting.com. Hello and welcome to When She Leads, a podcast for women serving in ministry. I'm your host, Brenda Leavenworth, and I want to invite you to have a seat at the table with us as we consider the complexities and realities of leading as a woman. Listen in as we confront each topic biblically and practically. As admins, because we see and understand everything, we tend to want to do everything. And instead of leading teams and people, we're leaving the teams and people because we're like, I can actually just knock this out. But then it's a detriment to us, obviously, because we can't do everything. It's just the realities of the limitations that we have. (laughs) So today on our show, our topic is supporting visionaries. And today I have invited two amazing people who are gifted and thrive in the arena of being a support to the vision. Shirley Ruiz, who is an administrator at Reliance Church in Temecula and a personal secretary assistant for the senior pastor, and Krista Rule, who is a women's ministry administrator and ministry assistant, also from Reliance Church. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hello. So glad to have you guys there on my personal team, and it's so um, just exciting to talk about this particular topic. So supporting a visionary. We know vision is like a what could be. Visionaries are people who see the future. They kind of get a vision from God. They see the future of what could be, and then the mission is how we kind of carry that out. The Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. But supporting a visionary can be um, incredibly rewarding, and it can be equally challenging, right? <laughs> a little bit. Um, but God is the ultimate visionary and has a plan and a purpose for His church and the ministry that we carry out for Him. And so this vision is imparted to those who are called by Him to lead the charge, and there are those who are at the forefront, like 
um, visionaries of movements, organization, churches, missions, and or ministries. And so how best do we support the vision? What are some things that we can do to help accomplish a vision and bring the vision to life? And so how can we navigate the challenges, confront a visionary when needed? What are the best practices and tips for those who we support? These are the kind of the things that we want to discuss today. So why are we having this discussion? Because we love visionaries. They're the ones that see the things. <laughs> yes, and things need to be accomplished. You know, vision, vision remaining vision is, is you know, doesn't really have much value. It could be very beautiful, but eventually it needs to be executed. And so um, in that particular case, that's when we tend to step in to right. execute what has been cast as a vision. Yeah. And we've talked about it as, because um, for visionaries, visionaries see in pictures usually, like all, like for me, I will see something in a picture and Sometimes it's part of the vision. Sometimes it's the entire thing, like way down the line, years in advance, kind of like I'll see this picture. Well, then for a visionary, explaining that picture can be difficult. And so I I usually put it like this, like I'm the one with the machete, you know, first kind of like trudging the course, you know, blazing the trail, like cutting it this way and that way. And then you've explained it in in what way. So what do you do next then? (laughs) So, you know, here's Brenda with her machete just chopping away at this forest or jungle. And most admins, they are following not overly close behind, but closely behind with a bulldozer (laughs) to make a pathway for everyone else that's coming to serve that particular vision and so, um, so yeah, so we have to definitely be aware and maybe even anticipate potential turns. Like, okay, here's Brenda chopping this vine down. Oh, wait, hold on. It looks like she's maybe hit a wall or ran into a snake. I don't know. You know, she's, she's changing direction. So that's kind of um, in, a, in a picture, kind of what admins have to kind of do. Right. And and we we talked about it the the hard part is that like the vision sort of never changes. Like we know where we're going, but the path might change. And so if I get to a part where I'm like, man, I could go this way, but it it might be a little rocky or there's something there that's like maybe going to hinder me. Oh, I can go around this way. And the challenge then is to take the bulldozer that way and the 20 people that you're trying to communicate with. So let, let's talk a little bit about that. Like once the visionary is like kind of, you know, twisting and turning, we and we do it at last minute. Sometimes the Lord doesn't give us vision like right away or doesn't uh, give the, the second part of the vision or it might come late in the process. So what's that like for you guys to sort of navigate through some of those things? <laughs> Well, after you you um, sit with it for, I have to sit with it for a little while, and I have to re regain the vision again because I want to follow exactly where you're going, and I want to know exactly what you're doing. So, and I try to think through all the what ifs, the problems, the you know, can we look at it this way? Can I make a suggestion here? Um, and just kind of all the potentials that are coming up against that, or not even against it, but 
you know, changing the direction. And sometimes it's, it's, um, hard changing the direction because you're reordering or you're reconfiguring or you're restructuring. And then like you say, the 20 people behind you, having them catch the vision. Okay, we're going to change. We're going to think through this differently. But I will say that 99.% of the time it works out better. (laughs) So, you know, you just learn not to, not to get stuck where you're at to really see, okay, go in it with open hands. And I think that's where I've had to grow a lot is open-handedness. Right. Mm. Well, and for me as a visionary, it's like listening to the admin because all I want to do is get to where I feel like God wants us to be mm. spiritually. That's usually more of my concern. I'm not necessarily thinking about budget, thinking about have the people moving, thinking about, okay, how are we going to configure you know, the chairs and the this and the that, you know, time schedules, all of those things, I leave that for administration. But that can be a challenge, I think, as well. Right. And there's also, you know, I've I've just learned to maybe not tailgate the trailblazer too, too much, just knowing and anticipating that there may be potential changes. And so, you know, I go back to that bulldozer analogy and just that thought. Sometimes I have to turn the bulldozer off and and just communicate with the team behind us, like, hey, we're we're chilling right now, you know. <laughs> right. And and then from there maybe even be a little bit more proactive in in informing the people that are following you closely, like, hey, let's not set camp here. I don't think this is I don't think we're in the destination. We're right. just we're we're yeah. waiting. A she's going out. We're going to see if she's coming back with that yeah. machete. Or <laughs> right. If she just keeps going, then we'll follow. We'll follow because the the tight turns could be de- honestly detrimental to some people, um, or even the pace can be detrimental to some people. And so, a part of that kind of comes down that line, right? In discipleship, like here, here's a visionary who's trekking, and us admins who are following, and then from there, really wanting to make sure that everyone who may be behind us. That they're they're they have everything that they need, or we're even just informing them like things like this happen, and and um, making them more accustomed to the pace of th- that particular visionary. And it, it is every visionary is a little different, mm-hmm. and so, but I think it's always there. There is space to maybe just stop the bulldozer yeah. and just be like, all right, we're just gonna chill here and wait and yeah. see. Not trying to figure out everything right up front, so you're like, okay, because some admins are really good at what they do. And so it could be like, I've got it all planned. I've got it all taken care of. I've answered all the questions. And now we're going in this direction. The visionary is like, no, we have to switch. So it's like, like you're saying, not to follow too close, but not to lag too far behind because then you lose the vision. You were saying something about just asking a ton of questions. Like, what are some things that you do, Shirley, that um, help you sort of catch the vision of where we're going? Yeah, and I think that's one of the most important things is that um, when when I'm supporting is to make sure I know the vision. It's not my vision. I you know I my input is is for the admin and sometimes the tasks, but I really want to catch the vision. And so because I see a lot of details, I have a lot of questions, and I think that's one of the way I catch the vision is just to ask a million questions. And then on top of that is getting to know your visionary, you know, know their likes and their dislikes and, you know, their, the way they're structured. I, you know, I know about you, you like things cohesive. I know the spiritual aspect super important to you. So, you know, all those things that you're, when you're thinking through the details, you're, you're trying to 
put on the mind of the visionary and kind of anticipate the things that they're going to need, um, you know, that maybe they hadn't thought of yet. And mm-hmm. just to really make sure that you catch that vision well so that you can help those people behind you and you can anticipate and be ready for things that are coming up. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say, as a visionary for me, I've worked with you for many, many years, 20 probably close to. And for me to have admin that supports you well, to never worry about, like, I'm not going to come out of this event, you know, completely in the red where my senior pastor is going, what did you do? Like, I I know that there's going to be that point where you say, okay, wait a minute, you know, this event hasn't paid for itself or this event isn't, you know, whatever. Like, that sort of always has, like, just kept me. So as a visionary, we have to listen to our admins. They're not they're not taking the vision or they're not leading the charge, but they're definitely helping you to understand the parameters in which God's given you to be able to work. And they may see something that you can't see in the details. Um, you know, some some visionaries are detail-oriented. Most aren't because they're so far out ahead. They're a year ahead. Once you guys are administrating the the actual event or the ministry that we're talking about, we're already thinking into next year and and what we're going to do. So, um, so t- let's talk about what the Bible has to say about administration. Obviously, we know that it's needed. Uh, what are some spiritual gifts that would be helpful if people are listening and they say, "Wow, I'm wondering if I'm like that support person." How? What are some spiritual gifts that we might see that would be helpful to administrate a vision? Well, for sure, the the gifts of helps, um, you know, just being able to surrender yourself and and helping that person to carry out their vision. Um, I I don't think uh, everyone has the gifts of helps. You have to actually think through how can I best support this person? How can I help them? And that usually comes with a person that what I hear when people when I hear the gift of helps like oh I don't want to be up front I don't I don't want to be in charge I just want to come alongside and it's like that's a sure sign of like okay you probably have the gift of helps what else administration's a gift right administration is a gift I mean we see that in First Corinthians twelve twenty eight you know God has appointed these to the church first apostles second prophets third teachers after that miracles and gifts of healing helps administrations and various of tongues so i think it's even just amazing even that word trans uh administration it could be translated to words like government leadership um it is also a uh, a naval term to steer like to steer a, a boat or a ship oh, you know that. and so there's a there's there is a form of authoritativeness to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think about the visionary being the captain, being like, hey, we're going there, and the admin being the person on the wheel. Like, hey, my captain is pointing us to that direction. And then being able to say, like, if, in order for us to go there, um, you know, this person on, you know, we have to turn the sails that way or this way or what have you. But but even even just seeing that definition um even it's, it is a form of leadership yeah mm-hmm. i would say leadership giftings would be needed especially in an in a leadership administrative role support people that would be more the gift of helps but if you're an admin that i would say that probably goes hand in hand with leadership because you're having then to lead teams 
of people and delegate um, areas of ministry and um, and then let everybody know what this person's trying to say and execute it and all of those things. So I'm sure that that can get um, pretty challenging. I think of Jethro um, when he gave Moses advice in Exodus 18, and it was wisdom. We see in Exodus 18 that um, Jethro comes to visit Moses, and he's heard all about what God was doing for Moses and the Israelites, rescuing them from Egypt and from the hand of Pharaoh, and all about the hardships of the people. And then Jethro watches, there's this account where Jethro watches Moses spend all day and night listening to the people and trying to judge and give judgments between the people. And then in verse 14, um, when Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, what are you really accomplishing here? And so he went to the person and said, hey, what are you trying to accomplish here? Why are you trying to do all of this alone um, while everyone stands around you from morning until evening? And he replies in verse 15, Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. And his father-in-law then basically tells him, in Brenda paraphrase, this is going to kill you, like it's going to wear you out. And he says, this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle by yourself. And I love the verses that follow. And he says this, he says, now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes before him teach them God's decrees, and give them instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. So he's talking about a leader, like these are the things you should be doing, instructing the people, being that representative before God. He says, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear the Lord and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, over 150, 10, and um they should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major issues to do you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load. I love that. Making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures and all these people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father's advice and followed his suggestion. So you see this like visionary, and then he's trying to carry it out all by himself. But he realized that, you know, we don't, as visionaries, like we don't act alone. We can't act alone. We need help. So Jethro tells Moses to help the people, you know, understand the vision. He gets the team going. He, he you know, gets this team going for help. Um, so that they would all be on one page. And we see it again in like Acts chapter 6 when they chose the seven to help the elders. Why? So the elders, the visionaries, could be concentrating on praying and studying His Word. So how do we do this? <laughs> What's the most important things to know in helping a visionary? What, are, what do you guys think are some of the most important aspects of helping a visionary? Well, like I said, I think um, really knowing the vision and and being able to know the vision well enough also to to give that vision to the team behind you um, so that they can continue to carry out the vision. I think that's super important is just really knowing the person whose vision that you're casting, helping to cast, and taking your for me, taking myself out of the equation. It's not my vision. You know, I want to know you. I want to know what you want. I want to know what God's given you because I want to support that the best that I can. I think that's a really great to 
to think through because a lot of times when you get 20 people in a room, everyone has an idea of about how it could go or how... Um, and we're not talking about problem solving. That's no. a whole different <laughs> episode of how to solve problems when you're in the midst of, of ministry. But you're talking about, no, we don't have different visions here. And that's good for an admin because then if someone comes up and says, but I think we should be doing this, it's like, no, 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 no. We've already got the vision, the goal. It's helping get to that goal. So I think that's a, a really important point. I think it's also really important to... I mean, you know, like a, a vision that God has given the visionary, you know, that's that's supernatural stuff sometimes, right? And so for an admin, sometimes I have to literally stop and be like, Lord, in order for me to even do this well, to support sometimes a God-sized vision, um, to just be consistently you know, um, filled with the Holy Spirit that has, Amen. that knows that vision, you know, super well, because there's just certain languages too. Like even for you, sometimes you don't know how to describe what you see. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like, okay, how do we support something that the visionary <laughs> can't even <She> communicate, can't. <laughs> you know? And we're just like, okay, Lord, you know, like help us then see what is right now, um, even beyond words, right? And sometimes that that really needs to kick in, like like to be to be filled by the spirit and to be led, and just and sometimes that sometimes those those uh, connections happen supernaturally. Like, no, I actually know exactly what you mean, or definitions don't doesn't need to be defined. Like, you just catch it the same way, and so mm-hmm. I think that's really really important. Yeah, and being willing to go. In the direction of supernatural, Chris and I just got back from Brazil last night, and in the middle of it, I I kind of whispered to you. I said, "Look around, look where we're at." I said, "I don't think this was in our job descriptions." You know, <laughs> nope. we just kind of giggled about it. Like God's going to take us beyond where we thought we could go or where we thought He might take us if we're just like willing and open to His, because it is, it it all should be from His vision and what He wants us to do. What are some of the challenges of of dealing with a visionary? I'll close my ears. (laughs) I think naturally, it's not even so much a challenge that is from the person that is the visionary, the reality is that we're limited by time, right? Like we can't get away from that. Time is going to go and it's going to pass and we only have 24 hours a day, you know? And so sometimes that is our our greatest, um, not hindrance, but it's, it's one of the greatest challenges is to be able to execute something within the time frame mm-hmm. that we are given and to do it very, very well. You know, and I think a part of that time challenge is as admins, we um, we sometimes, because we see and understand everything, we tend to want to do everything. And instead of leading teams and people, we're leaving the teams and people <laughs> because we're like, I can actually just knock this out. But mm. then it's a detriment to us, obviously, because we can't do everything. I mean, we can try. Do we just won't be very healthy at the end. Um, And so, so time is a big one. Um, That's just, it's not even so much, again, that the person that's gotten the vision, it's, it's just the realities of the limitations that we have. (laughs) Right. 
let's talk about some of the really practical things because you guys were telling me about like places you go to do research because admin's a lot of research, right? You're just like researching um, the details of the event. And so what are some of the things, just practically speaking, that you guys use for resources and um, just the places that you go? Like I know you, I want you to talk, Krista, about the one-line thing that we do for our When She Leads events because everywhere we go, people are like, can I have that? Can you show me how to do that? So these are some things that like um, in the midst of sort of executing that vision that admins could maybe glean from. Most of my gleaning comes from other people. Um, you know, just talking, you know, calling up other people at other churches or visiting other churches or, you know, Krista and I will sit and just brainstorm or, um, you know, Pinterest, (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) Um, you know, I belong to a lot of Facebook pages for different admin stuff. Um, and so I love to read everyone's questions and comments because maybe there's something I haven't thought of, um, but most of that, I think, for admin side, I mean, there's the practical, obviously, you know, learn how to use an Excel sheet's better, but um, the practical side of just gleaning from one another is really how where I get most of right. my inspiration from. Right. Or just, um, yeah, you know, we attend, we attend other events outside of our church and being able to go in with open eyes and just see like, oh, that's a really cool way that they did this particular right. thing with this many women or this many people. Um, and so just just learning how people do it, being being able to ask and do very collaborative work like, hey, are you the admin? Like, I love how you guys did this. Um, where did this come from? What did you guys use? Um, so it is like I think that's one of the greatest resources is yeah. other admins who are already serving, and um, and just being able to share like this worked for us, but this did right. not work for us. Um, and then yeah, Google like Google Drive, Google Docs, Google spreadsheets. Uh, the thing that Brenda was mentioning um, that line by line. So we uh, we obviously host the When She Leads conference, and um, and it has a lot of details attached to it. Many moving parts, multiple departments, teams, peoples, uh, volunteers, and in order to kind of get them as organized as possible, we started to do a line by line. So each maybe every thirty minute increments, something's happening, and so I just break it down to action. So the time, the action. It could be like set up lunch tables and then who's in charge of that or what department's in charge of that and then any notes. And so uh, just a breakdown of that, even just being able to share that with people and them seeing, okay, if I have a question about uh, um, on hospitality, I know who to find for that. If I have a question for check-in or administration, I know who to find for that. So that that sheet just kind of has a breakdown and um, and then we cast it to everyone who's serving so that everyone's on the same page. Right. And what you mean by that is that you have a team meeting mm-hmm. before the event and you run through the entire event from start to finish because it answers questions. It helps people know who to go to. And even if you have a small church, you can still do a line-by-line for an event. You can just put, this is what we're doing at this time. This is what we're doing at this time. This is who's in charge of that. And then go through that with the whole event. Um, and 
you know, so that everybody knows sort of the more people that know what's going on, the less chaotic yes. um, it will be. And it catches holes too, you know, like we admins are not perfect. We, you know, there's things that we leave behind or we forget to put in. And so during those meetings, someone would ask a question that could really be informing, like perfect. And now we still have time to adjust where mm-hmm. there may have been, you know, a discrepancy or a hole. Yeah. And I would say every event, every ministry, everything we do, you need admins on your team. So if you're developing a team, get a good administrator on your team for whatever ministry you're putting together. Because I've seen ministries not run well with great leadership, but they don't have an admin on their team. What are some things, Shirley, that you have found that you need to know? Like, I think of like base camp or planning center or some whatever program your church is using. I know that you guys study those things well. What are some things that you need to know or that would be helpful? Uh, as far as resources of those things? Just like, yeah, like I know like if, like we use Basecamp. Basecamp for our project management. Yes. So it's just a, a, a place where, you know, we can upload every detail of the event and communicate with our team, graphics, uh, whoever the ministry is. And just, you know, talk through the details, make sure that our graphics are accurate, they've been proofread, you know, they're ready for, and all the different types of graphics. If you're doing a When She Leads conference, that list is very long. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you just might need social media story outlines, just those kinds of things. We also use Planning Center, which we love. Um, Google Drive, like Krista said, for, I feel like for Krista and I, Google Drive has been there's no price tag for that because it's live and it's not it's a document that we can share at the same time and we're both using it so we're current on what's happening we're not emailing documents back and forth they get lost or corrupted and you might think that these things are oh these are only for big churches but i don't think Heck so no. i think when even when we were small we started using these things and they they do help promote that mm-hmm. growth because everybody gets on the same page and yeah. and you, i would say you know and then and then as you grow those systems are already in place and you're already learning how to use those systems right yeah i know that people use slack which is kind of similar to basecamp uh, just a one place for everyone to go that the documents stay they're live and you know it, everyone can communicate well, and I think that's one of the keys of an, a, a successful event is the communication and getting people to buy in and have ownership of it. You want them to excel at their area. You want them to have that same source of excellence. You know, we want them to really understand you're not there just to serve coffee. Like there's a lot that goes into that. You know, not only being proactive, making sure you have supplies, but you're their face, you're the smile, you're the greeter, you know, all of those things. And I think that's one of the things that uh, we've been doing well lately is just really training and getting people to buy in and and say, this is yours, own it. Like, you know. Yeah. I think that if you have a, a great administrator, sometimes when I'm traveling and I see churches sort of operating, um, it can get bottlenecked, and then everyone's going to one person, and um, and that becomes chaotic because that person can't even enjoy the event because they're running around like crazy. And then if everybody has to come to that, even if you're small, start training because it's about discipleship too. We can't forget that process that it's not just about getting the job done and seeing the vision accomplished. We also are discipling people and helping them grow in their giftings. And if we don't delegate 
this ministry, then we hinder them from growing and using their gifts. And um, and then the spiritual aspect, when the details are taken care of well, then I know for me as a visionary, then I can just completely concentrate on the spiritual aspect of what is going on in that event. And I don't have to think through all of the administrative stuff. Absolutely. And I'm even thinking about, you know, when you had mentioned smaller churches, I've heard it time and time again from just friends who who either are just starting out or there's a church plant that's happening and you know they they vocalize like what if we don't have an admin what if we what if there isn't anybody currently and I'm reminded again that you know God appoints these gifts and so it's it really could be a, an amazing opportunity to pray according to how God gives and he is so generous and so to just be able to pray like like Lord we don't have one right now but we're going to trust that you're going to provide one, knowing that it's a part of how you've modeled or how you've designed the church to function. Um, there's either that, and then there's also, I have a friend who had said, if the gifting is not there, it's also a, a place and an opportunity for discipline, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, you may not be gifted, but a lot of people can can proactively learn how to organize a, a, an event. You know, there's so many resources out there, not necessarily about church uh, admin per se or structure, but especially if you're doing an event, you just, like in my head, like you just take a wedding timeline and you just cater it to your event and you would be already kind of in a good spot, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, so yeah, if the gifting isn't there, maybe it's, it's time and space for discipline, like to just learn it. What is the the program that you guys use for like setting up a room? Because I like draw stuff on napkins and hand like I'll draw the stage like this is what I want the stage to look like, and then you guys come back with like this like computer generalized <laughs> yeah thing that I'm like yeah that looks better than what I drew. We're really grateful for Krista's previous uh, wedding planning <laughs> history. <laughs> My history of my wedding planning. Um, Yeah, so there is a free resource. um, uh, It's called allseated.com. And it's a completely free resource. You just sign up, make an account. And um, there is a little bit of like labor work. You have to um, measure the room that you're trying to fill and make floor plans for, but then you can just start adding chairs, adding tables, adding backdrops, and just really put a potential floor plot down. Um, I know for us, it's been so helpful because we have a team of men who so graciously serve us in this way to come help set up our events. And instead of like standing on the stage and like pointing like, no, that table needs to go left a little or, or what have you, you just hand them a paper it's already done, and then be like, this is how many chairs and rows of chairs and or tables and rows of tables. And, and then they just go at it. And then that ownership happens, you know, because you're not micromanaging anybody. You're simply, you're permitting people to, Kind of step into those places. Yeah, exactly. What are some What are some of the biggest challenges? Because we haven't really like like really. What are some of the biggest? Um, I don't know. Have you faced anything where it's just been like really hard, or like that people listening would go, "Gosh, I completely understand that." And then, what have you done to maybe remedy that? That could be helpful. Like, what if you get into conflict, or you think like, "Oh, you know." 
this vision isn't going to work or I don't know. I don't know what your, I don't know what your challenges are. <laughs> um, I just respond to them when they come. <laughs> I've I've had to grow a lot in uh, just being loving and graceful and merciful and realize that we all are gifted differently and and when people uh, run rogue sometimes which visionaries have a tendency well, to no, do not the visionaries maybe somebody who doesn't have authority to be rogue oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me um, no not you you can be as rogue as you want just give me a minute to catch catch up. <laughs> Um, just, you know, really being loving and gracious and, and how to disciple in that and, and, um, just, you know, realize it's not your vision and we don't get to run rogue, you know, like we're here to carry somebody else's vision out and there's always reason behind it. And I think that's the hardest thing to explain to people Mm. is, you know, A and B, they both may be great ideas, but there's a reason that A works better that you may not see the whole picture. Right. So just communicating that. And then also just the, you know, the change and the pivots. Um, sometimes they can be stressful, you know, right. if, if, you know, we, because the one thing I love about you is you don't ever want to close a sign up. But, you know, when we've planned for so many people and then we go over, I don't want to close a sign up either. I want every single woman to come or every Absolutely. single person to come. But, you know, sometimes we're very specific about the the materials that we have, and they're hard to get. And so you're trying mm-hmm. to scramble to order more. And um, that is one thing I want to learn better in planning events: is how how do you plan really big but not waste a lot of money? Right, right. Yeah, you have the answer to that. Will you please call? Yes, <laughs> please email us at because <laughs> it's God's money, and and I know you know we're very conscientious of, of being wise stewards of what he's given us. I know for me, it's assertiveness, right? Like I, my my weakness, my struggle is I can slide into being a yes man mm-hmm. so quickly. And, um, but there are times where it isn't that we, we're just seeing something that we need to get answered. There's just questions mm-hmm. that for practicality sake, like budget, for instance, you know, um, which Sometimes, a lot of the times, the visionary is like, here are the important things. So that's another thing is asking, okay, like, here's the vision. What are your top priorities that we keep and we hold fast to? Right. Um, and then being able to then um, make assertive, you know, input and saying, okay, if we were to do this, we are going to lose a little bit of priority one. Right. And being able to vocalize that freely and in a in a in a gracious and kind way, I have, you know, I, I'm I'm a pansy for the life of me. I'm just scared of everything, and so my heart though is to serve your vision or the vision, uh, the very best that I can within um, being faithful to the rest of the things mm-hmm. that we need to be faithful to. So, I think assertiveness is is hard sometimes, um, but. But I think, you know, most visionaries, you just need to give space for that feedback. Right. And, um, and and some people do, some people don't. And so it's, it's but it is hard to kind of insert because it is someone's vision and, and we, we recognize it to be from the Lord. And so we're like, we want this. We want this the same way as you do. We're on the same team, but there might be a little issue here that we yeah. just, you know, we see or potentially an issue that we see. Yeah. So, And you can talk about them real time, right? Like yeah. you can talk through them like, what what does this mean? And I think as a visionary, I have to give permission to you guys. And I've even said to you, Krista, like get bossy. Like 
so come hard. At, come at me. Like, question, question <laughs> just, this. Just ask, Krista, just ask. <laughs> yeah, question this. Throw your questions my way. We had a situation from a When She Leads conference where I, of course, didn't want to close the registration, and you guys were scrambling, and I and and then you came to me and said, okay, you know, we know that we want, like, the name tags to look good, and um, but then at the end, it was like, okay, do you want to write people's names on a sticker or do you want to turn them away? And it was like, I want to write people's names on a sticker. Right. Those are just practical things that you can bring to a visionary. But a visionary, we also have to give permission for our admins to push back. We're trying to blaze a trail. We don't always know. Because sometimes it can seem like, oh, this visionary is wishy-washy. They're just changing their mind all the time. No, we're just trying to figure out how to get to the goal. We know what the vision is. We see it in our heads. Most visions, visionaries see pictures, so I know where I'm going. I just don't sometimes know always how to get there, and I'm trying to figure that out. So that may seem like indecisiveness. It's not. It's just what's the best way to get there, and how can I get there? And well, I think that's one of the things that has helped me is when those situations come up is to have some recommendations to come to you or Ted, you know, uh, with okay, I I see this potential problem. Here's three solutions I see. You know what works best, and I think that's helpful too because you know a lot of times you are on the next year already, and you know you're like, oh wait, I got to rethink this. So, you know, coming th- with some solutions to the problem, not just always there's a problem and mm-hmm. no no help. Like yeah. I want to be helpful. Well, and for me, maybe visionaries see more of the um, things that. You know, maybe they're more detailed. I'm more into the spiritual aspect of it. And so I want to know what is God doing in that room. I don't necessarily care if what the cakes look like or, you know, what the decorations. I mean, they have to be good, but I'm not, my hands aren't in everything. You know what I mean? Like I might give some vision to like, I think this or I think that. I don't want to look cheesy, but, but I'm not as concerned with those things as I am with, okay, what. What is God ultimately going to do here? Right. If we have, you know, 40 plates that don't quite match the other ones, we're going to be okay because 40 people got to sit down. Right, you know? right, right. Still within looking good. We uh, One situation we had is we had tables. We had round tables. They all had very specific centerpieces, and this is— But then we said, okay, well, we need to add tables. Well, we can't just add one, you know, square table in the middle of it. But it was like, no, but we could do a few tables that maybe are in a square that sort of complement those other things. So there are ways to get around some of those, you know, just silly little details that can still make it look good. Um, People, because some people say, why can't we just go into a room and, you know, eat dinner, whatever? You can, if that's your culture, that's, that's fine. But what I find is that people don't really realize when you're doing it well, but they know when you're doing it poorly. They they know when you haven't planned for them to actually be there. And that's when you start seeing frustration on people's faces, when we haven't done our job well, and then the people come in and they're not comfortable, they're uncomfortable. You're, you're already then, in a spiritual sense, making it really hard. We, we want to make it easier for that person to be able to come, feel comfortable, have a good time, and be able to just connect with God without being... You know, there's that fine balance between that and being consumeristic, too, which we find a lot in America. Right. <laughs> I think another struggle that admins face um, is that temptation to do it all because it's easier 
it's so much easier to just do everything than like maybe sharing the load and and maybe watching someone do it incorrectly, you know, and especially when you've caught the vision specifically from the visionary and but but it, again, I have to go back like, Lord, this is us also discipling one another. Like I have to remember that. And and if if my heart is for training, they they won't learn until they actually do it, you know? And then I get frustrated and be like, I'm exhausted. I've done everything. Right. But really that's on me because I've done everything and mm-hmm. haven't shared, you know, that load. Um but I, it it is a it is a very common admin tendency that we really have to kind of fight against, you know, because we we do know how to make things happen. Um, but I don't. It's just detrimental to the whole, yeah. and then nobody gets to partake, you know. Yeah, and I think um, there is a part too of letting the visionary unload because sometimes we're just thinking out loud and I think trying to discern okay what things do you want me to take action on because visionaries have a tendency to just think out loud like what could be you know like a, a dreaming session <laughs> you're all laughing yeah <laughs> lots of dreaming I mean bring in the elephants like lower the balloons like you know they we can ballerinas coming yeah. up and down the yeah. aisles we're just kidding but only in pink yeah <laughs> Uh, but our vision can be very big and boisterous, and we want to do everything that we feel the Lord's put on our hearts. But I think there are times when sometimes we're thinking out loud, and you guys as admins have to discern. So you might come back to me and say, okay, did you want me to take action on this? Or do you want me to take action on that? Or, hey, in our session, I heard this, 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 and this, and I plan to take action on blah, 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 blah. You know, is that Okay. And then we can say, let's go forward with that or let's hold off. I mean, sometimes we've planned events where it's like, you know, we've gotten together and said, hey, we're going to have a retreat. And then three months later, I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to have one this year. Or we didn't plan a retreat, but I really do think we're supposed to have one this year. And so it's, I guess, staying open as a team, that on the team is the visionary, the admins, the support, the realizing we are all on one team and we're trying to carry out what the Lord wants us to carry out, everyone doing their part to make the body healthy, like the scriptures on the you know, the gifts talk about. So any last comments or thoughts on well, anything that you had? Even just what you were explaining, that is successful when the team is in consistent frequent communication with one another. And so I think that's also really important, that relationship between visionary and admins is that constant like, hey, you know, are we moving forward? Like you had said, like all all our notes is all the notes and then at the very bottom is always an action list, like things that we actually have to start doing. Yeah. And, um, but like you said, some things, you know, are vocalized and then doesn't come to fruition. And then... Or we were give you know something, and then it has to become it has to come to fruition pretty quickly. But I think that flow of communication makes that transition so much simpler and much easier. So, like, yeah, even just that that verse that comes to my head, like, yeah, without vision, the people perish. So in my head, I'm like, keep keep communicating the vision. It's it's not just like 
you don't communicate it one time. I know for me, I need to hear it over and over and over again, especially when the Lord kind of has changed the vision. You know, like most admins are goal oriented. So like you put a vision here and we're like, okay, we're working towards that. But sometimes the Lord may have, you know, led the visionary a little differently. But unless that change has been communicated, I'm still barking up this one tree Mm -hmm. with everything that I have and didn't realize that, Right. You know, the goal, but that communication, that consistent yeah. and frequent communication really of, helps. I think of Habakkuk, too. You know, write the vision. Is it too? I don't know. Write the vision down, make it plain mm-hmm. so that the people can follow. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about in your last thoughts that you had, Shirley. The last thought I had was just really, um, like Krista said, just allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you, but constantly being aware that I'm serving the Lord. I'm not serving Brenda Leavenworth or Ted Leavenworth. Right. I'm, I'm serving him. And, you know, that my my work is unto him. And if I do it three different times, three different ways, then it's unto him. Mm-hmm. And just laying it down at his feet. And I think learning to trust the visionary, I think that where I see people go sideways is that you're in the middle of uh, executing a vision and then someone's constantly questioning, like, where are we going? Why are we doing this? You know, what? Are we? And then they start going in a different direction. And it's like, no, we have the vision. Like you, you, not that you shouldn't question anybody, but you should learn to trust your visionary. And then that way you're behind them because you know the outcome, you've seen the fruit. But if you're in a situation where someone's asking you to do something legal, asking you to do something ethical, like we should never <laughs> like say yes to any of those types of things. Surely you're our administrator and you really, you know, for those that are in administration, church administration departments, like you know church law, you know what we can do. And quite honestly, we see churches function illegally a lot. (laughs) And we try really hard to follow the laws, to follow um, the regulations, and um, that can be problematic. You, You know, your churches can get in real trouble. And so, I know that we have done a great job, and you, as an admin, you study those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go, What? how do you study the—I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most visionary <laughs> statement. That is the, that's the gist of the podcast, folks. Thank you for coming and attending our TED Talk. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just happened. <laughs> Are you asking me um, for real? Yeah, for, <laughs> I'm asking you for real. I don't have oh a clue. Uh, well, I do. I study. You know, I, I read blogs. You read, I mean, our insurance company, I love them because they're super proactive and giving you tons of resources, tons of things to. And, you know, you you have to you have to really research, you know. And I don't, I'm not afraid to research. Like, I want to know because we're always above reproach. So I want to make sure that we are we are 100% doing it the Lord's way. Yeah. Amen. So just studying church law, is that uh, studying church is there law? A resource? There's, I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts, uh, that Facebook page, I'm telling you, because it's all, you know, different churches, not, not denominational. And so people will say, you know, we're doing this, we're paying somebody this way. And you're like, oh, wait, whoa. You can't do you that. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, you know, a bunch of accountants on there and lawyers. And so, you know, you just read and research. What's the page? Is it just, I don't know, churches are church admin? There's like an executive pastor admin page. Uh, there's, there's lots of them. 
Um, all right. Any resources that you guys, any other resources you guys want to share? You just, I know you mentioned like finding other admins. That's a good thing. Just having a community of administrators is very, very helpful. Yeah. All, allseated.com. That was a good one. Um, I know like, yeah, I feel like admins research the, the funniest and randomest things, like researching, like how many, how much people eat can oh, really help. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> that helps you when you're ordering food. It helps you to to know how many, if you're doing cupcakes, what is an average person's cupcake intake at an event? <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, you giggle. We get paid the big bucks. But we, this is, this is wow. what we research so that we have the right amount. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I know I'm the wild the, the wild portions of being an admin is you start you start really researching like how many bottles do normal people you know what I mean? Well, like, and you keep really good notes. You get, take really good notes really good about notes. every like okay if we serve this. I know it sounds silly, but that's how deep we go. <laughs> I can tell you how many donut holes we yeah. ate last Christmas. <laughs> we yeah, it's it's the wild. I'm learning a lot. It's the wildest things you know for portion control and you know yeah. you're feeding people, making sure that we have enough. Don't or, give them their own plates when you have dessert out. <laughs> oh yeah, for ten. Sure. Yeah. It's only ten. Inch plates when you're doing dinner <laughs> instead of the 12 inch di- dinner ones, you know, like, yeah, there's so- <laughs> well, and, le- and really seriously, learn from your mistakes, yeah, absolutely. You know, take heed to those. I mean, we've you know, we've, we've had mistakes where we ran out of food, or we yeah, because a- people are taking food home for their yeah, next month <laughs> <laughs> where we our pie eating contest where people ate 16 pieces, pieces of, pie, of pie and I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. There's a new one. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we do keep, uh, I mean, I feel like you and I keep very really good specific. notes. Very specific. So notes. lots of numbers, lots of things that I'm not quite into. You hand yes. me paper, I hand it back. <laughs> well, the thing is we never do anything twice. So yes, this is true. <laughs> this is true. We so do we like have to no structural template. <laughs> sort of. But we just fill it in differently. That's that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we hope you find this content helpful. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook for all that is going on in When She Leads. When She Leads is an active community for women in ministry. We have live training events, the podcast, Zoom gatherings, and the all-new Karen coaching team. So visit whensheleads.org for all that is going on within our community. Hey, I want you to save the date, October 20th and 21st of 2023, as we have scheduled our big annual live event. Details to come, but for now, pop that on, pop that date on your calendar and plan to bring your ministry teams out for a weekend of refreshing, training, and connecting with other leaders. We'll see you next time. <laughs>